Hey, how are you all doing today? Well, yesterday we began talking about making a difference and I want to carry on that theme over the next few days until we get to Friday because I think there's so many things that we have to discuss if we actually really are going to make a difference. Like we looked at yesterday, faith without deeds is dead and it's often so difficult, isn't it, to make sure we put those two together. Sometimes we talk about faith but we actually don't follow it through or sometimes we're just busy doing things for people but we've applied no faith to it, no prayer to it, no believing to it. So we're literally just busy, but without that faith attached, it still remains an action that has a death to it rather than life-giving in the way that God intends it to be. And so I want us to put those two together. And that means killing the giant of indifference. It's so easy to sit back and just think, well, what's the point? It's so easy to think, well, someone else does it better. So why should I try? Or say someone else says it better. So why should I even bother to use my voice? That is the consultation that indifference gives you because indifference wants to keep your life small. But God has called you to a huge life as we began to talk about yesterday, a life that makes a difference and the most fun life you can ever have, the most adventurous life you ever can have is a life committed to making a difference. It's where you're going to find the adrenaline and the excitement of serving God. God. You know, when those disciples were called from the boat that they were sat in, that was all they knew. And Jesus says, follow me. It was an invitation to shake off indifference. And they had no idea what came next. But I'm telling you, it was the ride of their life. It was challenging to the core. It was stretching them beyond where they'd ever been stretched. But I tell you, they had the best adventure. They had the best experience. And they saw the miracles that everyone else wished they could have seen. And they were part of it. But it began with them leaving the boat. And that's kind of where I want to begin today with dealing with one of the first things that you're going to have to tackle if you want to actually lead a life that makes a difference. Because if you want to make a difference, you're going to have to overcome in convenience. There, I said it. Inconvenience is something that always can get in the way of us actually making a difference. It's the inconvenience we have to go through to make the difference that God wants to move through. And inconvenience, it may seem a little thing. It can even be disguised in the smallest of circumstances. But I'm telling you, inconvenience too often robs us of making a difference. You know, it was not convenient for those disciples to literally leave everything and follow this guy who they didn't even know. They had to leave him with not even details of what came next. They had to leave him with no promise of what was going to happen in their future. What they had was convenient. They had a job. They had a lifestyle. They had a place of earning. They had people they knew. They had family and friends in the place where they were when Jesus showed up. And he only gave them two words, follow me. And in following him, they had to deal with all of the inconvenience immediately. They couldn't say, well, Jesus, I'll think about it. And when I've got a plan for my business and who I'm going to hand it to, then I'll follow you. Jesus knew that the invitation to come with him and make a difference required them at the very beginning to say no 
to the inconvenience that actually could get them to stay put. You know, all throughout the Bible, it's the same. Think about Elijah and Elisha. When Elijah comes to that young man and begins to throw his cloak around him, he is actually in the middle of plowing a field. He's doing the work in the field. He's got oxen. He's got a, he's got a career. He's got a way of making money. He has a family. And, and this man of God, this prophet of God shows up, literally puts a cloak on his shoulders and was like, I think you're supposed to follow me. And in that moment, that young man of God had to make a decision. Do I stick with convenience? Do I stick with what I know? Do I stick with the plow and with the oxen and with the family that love me? Or do I overwhelm this inconvenience and trust that at the other side of my obedience in this moment is the greatest adventure of my life? He's the prophet that ended up with the double anointing. But I'm telling you, there's no double anointing in our life if inconvenience has the volume in our life. It is inconvenient. It's inconvenient to get up and make a difference. It's inconvenient to say yes to the challenge. It's inconvenient to follow God in a culture that says, don't bother. Why would you do that? It's inconvenient to reach out and help someone. Of course it is. The enemy's not going to make it easy for us. He's hoping that you're going to be so wanting to stay in the things that are comfortable and convenient that you allow indifference to stop you from making a difference. So what right now is an inconvenience in your life that you right now are at the wrong side of? And maybe today this is your wake up call to realize that inconvenience is blocking you from a blessing that you're actually praying for. (laughs) You're praying for a breakthrough, but what you don't realize is you first of all have to break through. You have to break through the inconvenience. You know, I'm gonna turn to a story and kind of summarize this in this woman's life. And we're going to look at her again tomorrow because it deals with another part of what I want to talk about. And I know now that you like to go on this little journey. So let's go on this journey. And it's a story about the woman with the issue of blood. We know that story well, but just put yourself in her shoes. Would you for a moment? This woman has been ill for 12 years. 12 years. I don't know whether you are battling a sickness right now or you're in the middle of some kind of struggle right now relationally or maybe you're in the middle of a relational breakup. I don't know whether that's been going for a few months, whether you've been ill for a year, but I don't know many of us that could say for 12 years she had a condition that kept her bedridden. She had a condition that was agonizing. And it was a condition that had a stigma attached to it. She was bleeding. There was a stigma attached to that. She was the woman with the issue of blood. And that caused for her not just uncomfort in her body, but uncomfort in her community. That's how she lived for 12 years. That is a condition and an inconvenience that no one wants to have to deal with. But actually, not just was the condition an inconvenience and a stigma and a pain for her to endure, but then she'd thrown all her money at doctors trying to find a cure. And the Bible tells us in the Mark 6 version of her story that she'd lost all her money to those that said they could fix her and heal her and nothing had changed. That she'd have people come to try and treat her condition, made promises to her, and nothing had changed. So she has an illness, she has a stigma, she's had 12 long years of it, and now she's lost all of her finance to people that had said they can fix it and they can't. I think at that point, I would quit. 
I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. It is what it is. I think at that point, maybe indifference would have crept into my soul to think 12 years might as well be another 12 years. But something about that woman kicked in the day she heard Jesus was in town. And though Jesus being in town was not convenient for her. See, she couldn't just walk out on the street like everybody else. She couldn't just show up and ask Jesus to heal her. She was bedridden. She had a stigma attached to her. There was huge inconvenience between her and a miracle. But she had to shake off indifference. And that day, something inside her said, I don't care what people think. I don't care that this is going to be painful. I don't care that it actually might be a futile, a trip and ending nothing like the others have. I am going to override the inconvenience that today is presenting and I'm going to try and get closer to the one who I think can heal me. She had to get out of bed. It tells us her story in Luke 8 and it says this, it says, that Jesus was in town and it says, but there was a woman, verse 43, a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years and no one could heal her. And that woman on her hands and knees crawled through the crowd. She crawled through the inconvenience. She pulled her body along the ground that was inconvenient. She was stepped on. It was inconvenient. She was stepped over. It was inconvenient. Convenience says stay in bed. At least you're in bed. Convenience says, well, at least you're warm. Convenience says, well, at least no one's going to see the state of your body. But there was something in her that day that said, I have lived at the wrong side of this for too long. And it is inconvenient and it is painful and it is embarrassing, but I am pushing through. And she crawled on her hands and knees and she crawled through a crowd and she reached out her hand and guided by almighty God, that hand touched the hem of his garden garment. And as soon as it did, he said, who touched me? And because of her faith, she was healed. Because of her journey, she was healed. And I want you to know, sometimes indifference makes us stay in the bed of sickness. Indifference makes us stay in an isolated place where we don't tell anyone what we're going through. Indifference tells us why bother someone else with what you've got going on. But you've lived at the wrong side of that for too long. And I don't know what the inconvenience is. Maybe it's going to be inconvenient to make a journey somewhere to have a conversation. Maybe it's going to be inconvenient to actually open up a dialogue about that situation situation with someone. Maybe it's going to be inconvenient to actually get up and leave the place where you've been for so long. Like we looked at last year, uh, last week rather, it wasn't a year ago, with Lodabar. I don't know whether inconvenience has talked you in to stay in put, but there is a miracle at the other side of your inconvenience. You know, I went skiing not so long ago with friends. I didn't want to do it. Everything about it to me was inconvenient. It was inconvenient in my diary. It was inconvenient to go buy all the stuff that I maybe never will use again. It was inconvenient to go for lessons in the middle of our busy work life. It was inconvenient with money that we were spending on something I might not like or ever want to do again. There were lots of reasons why this was not a good idea. But I knew that my kids wanted to see the top of a mountain. And they wanted to ski down that mountain. And so their desire made me have a desire that made me overwhelm inconvenience. 
the breathtaking views at the top of that mountain I would have never seen had inconvenience been allowed to keep me at the bottom of the mountain. The adrenaline experience of learning to go down a mountain. Okay, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't as polished as other people's, but I did it. And the achievement of doing it would have been robbed from me if the inconvenience had been the counselor in my life. There are mountaintops that you'll never see. There are breakthroughs that you'll never experience. There's double anointings that you can never get if inconvenience is your counselor. So what right now do you need to actually deal with? Is it the inconvenience in your budget or to your budget or to your calendar or to your diary? Or is it a conversation? What is it? Because there will be something right now that you've just said is too inconvenient. It's too inconvenient. And I'm asking you to revisit that conversation and say, is it? Is it too inconvenient to leave your boat like those disciples? Is it too inconvenient to burn the plow and leave the oxen and say goodbye so that you can go on the adventure that leads to a double anointing? Is it too inconvenient to get up out of that place where you've been stuck? And even if you have to crawl, crawl to touch the hem of a garment that's going to heal you, you begin to think to yourself, how long have I allowed inconvenience to be louder than the miracle I'm asking for? You know, Jesus couldn't heal people in Nazareth because it says they were indifferent towards him. Inconvenient for them to believe something that other people believed. It was inconvenient for them to receive him in a way that they didn't feel they should have to receive him. And so Jesus said, I can't do anything here. I don't want my life to be missing some miracles and breakthroughs because inconvenience kept me in the boat. It kept me plowing the oxen that I didn't need to plow. And it kept me in a place of infirmity and a place of illness that actually I needed to move from. It's sometimes not in, not convenient. It's sometimes just not the best timing. It's not the easiest decision, but I'm telling you, if you'll push past it, if you'll say no, to that fear of inconvenience and yes to the adventure of making a difference, you're going to see more things change in a short time than maybe you have in years of your life. So today, let's push past inconvenience and say yes to making a difference.